0: There is a point when you realize that sitting on the fence is not your place to be anymore. Sitting on the fence of asking your partner to actually give a fuck and listen to you, ask how you're doing and and listen to the response and how you're feeling. Sitting on the fence of making adjustments in your schedule and your availability so that you can start taking better care of yourself where you're saying no to other things, don't let you up, and you're actually saying fuck yes to yourself. Sitting on the fence of holding a boundary so that you're no longer being a dumping ground of complaints or that pack mule of other people's problems. Here you are, you're either getting into the bull ring or you're jumping into the stands to watch as the excitement roars. All the the while you're wondering what it would feel like to be up and close and personal with the bull. Welcome, you beautiful soul. Thanks for taking time for yourself. And your needs this is the place where you're invited to think more deeply so no bypassing your emotions or struggles here you are unraveling patterns and programs that are troubling you stunting you from living a brilliant full life by ultimately making the decisions for yourself that you fully stand behind and one of those decisions is around this right? So if you're dancing around hypothetical questions, let's look at those for a second. Will this decision turn me into dust? Will this decision allow me to survive the turbulence? Will I give in and lose myself again with this decision? Will this decision actually help me? And remember folks this help is actually a compass direction that only has re- relevance when it comes from inside of you so if you're if you're looking for getting answers from outside sources they are unreliable and will continue to bring you back to an unsatisfied place and as a coach i say that with total conviction because my job is to not give you answers or advice my gut, my job is to guide you into that place where you already know so today i'm really talking about the stubborn peeps the ones that are hard-headed and willfully strong yep i am one of those and they have strong convictions you have a strong conviction of what kind of change you want to see in this world what we're in need of and you may be ready for a fight or maybe you were maybe motherhood has changed you But the challenger is inside of you, and that part of you won't back down, maybe willing to bend the rules. Now, if you don't identify with the side of that human personality, that's okay. You still may have stubbornness, or what I will refer to as resistance to change. So there's a part of your stubbornness that supports growth, and there's a part of your stubbornness that interferes. And I've done this... Um, recollection on myself and on clients and so it's really looking at a double-edged sword but when you find the balance of what this stubbornness is really helping you with and supporting you with and being persistent with as well as allowing the flexibility and adaptability to be there that's when you see the most amount of growth and support from this part of you so when it's when it's tailored to your growing it's based on your perseverance, right? Stubbornness is about perseverance, perseverance, and and your resilience to to get through those challenging situations. You need a degree of stubbornness so that you can keep going, right? Preventing you from sinking back into like that quicksand hole or the the deep dark hole of where you felt like you were before this stir up of courage and um, willingness and openness to do something different for whether it's for yourself or for those that you hold yourself in community with. But I think it's also important to look at stubbornness and what it can interfere with. And stubbornness often is, is met with that resistance to change. So you're, you're so stubborn. This is the next thing that's going to help Um, generate more business. Once I'm fixated on that path being the path of certainty, I have really blinded myself to the the alternative perspectives and the alternative paths where a course correction, even to the slightest degree, would have allowed me to be open to something different, being open to something um, new that would change the course, change the path in a Significant way in a way that supported the growth of me and my business. So, this is something that I've looked at quite frequently in the entrepreneurial path. So, being on this path for about three years, I've looked at these parts of myself and with that curiosity and the discernment of what am I currently persisting with in terms of rigidity, fixed, and stubbornness that is actually withholding things that I desire in this path right now, right here, right now? Is it taking away the fun and excitement and pleasure that I get from doing business, you know, from my own way and making it on my terms? Is it taking away that the joy the challenge, right? Getting so fixated on something being right or the perfectionism of, you know, it going a certain way and wanting to control the outcome in situations where I'm restricting myself I'm limiting myself to the joy of the challenge the I don't want to say chase because it's not it's not just about chasing it's it's just creating and flowing with that creation and when you're met, meeting a goal or achievement and say well what's next Right. And if there's not that curiosity and discernment of like knowing what else is out there for you, being that it's all already inside of you, like the knowledge already exists in you and that there's fun in the unraveling of that, in the challenge of what what you face on a daily basis, that it's not a form of punishment or dictation or lack of something that you're enjoying it because it's part of you and it's always been a part of you. But I want to go into why we get stuck in our ways and going to understand what psychological, emotional and neurological factors are keeping you in that same path and resisting a different one. So habit formation in general comes in that basal ganglia which plays a role in habitual behaviors, right? The routine, the ingrained, you know, brushing your teeth, um, how you drive. I mean, that's just second nature because it's routine. And anytime this region is kind of shaken by a deviation, a, a change, a, all you know, an altering of what is familiar and routine, it reverts or it kind of stays closed off. The other part is the emotional response. So the amygdala, which is in control of the emotional processing, um, from your body can trigger, can be triggered by fear or this discomfort when it's facing a change. And that can associate with the uncertainty that you face when you're going into the change, right? The potential threats, um, the harm that might be caused that the loss right when you're looking at a potential um change considering you know obviously what you will gain from that change but then also being in consideration of what you will lose and that part of you that wants to hold on to that part right that like i don't want to lose this part of me what will i be without that part of me that's a substantial loss for yourself and so meeting yourself with that compassion and just holding that space for that part of you to be sad, you know, is important in moving through the change. The other part is your decision-making, um, planning part, which is in the prefrontal cortex, and this is this is where you resist the change due to those risks and rewards that you're like anticipating, right? So I I used in the beginning um, the hypothetical situations you can start asking yourself that those types of open-ended hypothetical situations, what will happen when, what will happen if, um, will I lose this? Will I crumble? Will I, am I afraid that I will not be myself anymore? If I lose this, if I let go of this angry part of me, right? That's a, that's a big question when we are facing so much of, a part of ourselves that has been ingrained in us and we've lived with for potentially most of our life, if not all, especially from like conscious memory, we get afraid of like losing that part of ourselves and who will we be without it? Is that a rational fear or an irrational fear? And the other part of it is the the neural pathways, right? So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm working with your nervous system, using the emotional freedom technique and other somatic experiences that help you re-establish a new neural pathway. So re-establishing a belief, a behavior that comes from a thought, establishing that thought pattern to exist not in tandem with the previous thought, but letting go the previous thought pattern, previous construct or program that you have been living with. For many, many, many years and reconstructing a new thought pattern that will then be a new construct and program in your life. So you're recreating your default mode. And if your default mode is in survival, in scarcity, in discomfort, in um, like frozen mode, because you're constantly wanting to do more and get more and have more and achieve more, but feeling very unsatisfied with whatever you have, like nothing is ever enough. Nothing is ever good enough. What you have to offer is not enough. Um, when you're switching that storyline in that context and that belief and that thought pattern, you're really needing to work with your neurological system. And that's why nervous system regulation is a for life practice. And you will notice if you're out of it, and I've done this before, when I'm out of it, after doing it for some time, things start to return. Like that is a recovery tool for life to, I won't use the word manage, but to just be in the flow, be in the harmony, be in the synchronicity, be in the balance that life is offering you, the give and take, the exchange, the release and the receiving the all of it is harmonized with nervous system regulation and there's another one that has to do with your biases I would say confirmation bias has been one of the biggest for me to overcome in my thought patterns and to course correct for myself because I have sought out my brain has sought out um, proof that a certain belief still exists. So this is especially when it comes to rewiring the brain and the subconscious to exist with a new pattern, a new thought, a new new belief, self-belief. And so it's in that period of establishing a new neural pathway that this is really heightened. Your brain will be seeking out the information, the c- circumstances, the situations that actually confirm the previous existing belief it's like wait hold on you're not allowed to go that far we're reeling you back in with this this rope and you have to stay on this part of the river you're not allowed to go on the other side and the other part is society or status quo and where you see that your preference to stay the same is linked to this society acceptance like I I'm resisting the change because I fear that if I go against the status quo, if I go against society norms, then I am, then I'm in a threatening position, a harmful position of of being rejected from my community, from this place. And then I feel like I have no place and then where am I left to go? And then there's a spiral of thoughts and beliefs that will hinder you from making that next step. And so that's the resistance to to change, but I want you to really acknowledge that in this moment, like if you were to ask yourself, when is the right time to turn, you know, to course correct, to change your direction and start something new, I would say the simple answer is right now. Like in this very moment, you have the right to choose something different for yourself, to choose a new direction. You have the courage, you have the bravery already inside of you. You are already capable of handling the pushback. Right. The cognitive bias, the or the confirmation bias like the neurological pushback that wants to bring you back to the original default mode. Right. The decision making planning part of your prefrontal cortex that says this is not worth it because the, the outcome is, you know, overbearingly existing with more threats than you know benefits. Whatever your brain is telling you, you're able to handle this pushback. And the pushback is very natural, it comes in different forms. And since part of you doesn't want to change, what often shows up is that battle within the mind the battle to bring you back to that part of the, the river bed that felt comfortable, that felt familiar, because you're even in the consideration of taking yourself to a place that you've never traveled yet, you will receive the pushback. That is something that uh, I will say with certainty. Is there a chance that you may not face the pushback? Of course. Is there a chance that you will face the pushback? Most definitely. So let me clarify that a bit, because I feel like I might be stirring up the fear inside of you. So I'm gonna pull it back to your power. The power that you hold, that you can be trustworthy and dependent on because you are leading yourself through this. And that's where your course correction comes from. Again, it's not coming from an outside source. You are helping yourself. You are being the hero of your own story. And so it's important to identify with that hero. And the other part, the other voices that are coming in to steer you in the other direction or bring you back to the rev- riverbed that's comfortable and safe is coming from lower frequencies, right? The fear, the lack, the greed, the jealousy, the anger. But when your help, when you're standing in as an empowered leader of yourself, you're making a decision that is rooted in knowing. That you're showing yourself what is available to you, what you deserve, what you're, so that being said, if there isn't a fight, one where you are shaken into that place of uncertainty, and then you actually may be sticking with the same lower frequency to decide for yourself. So that's like the tricky, that's the double edged sword too. Your stubbornness is a double edged sword. And Your decision, the place of where your decision is coming from to lead you in a new direction can be the double-edged sword too. So if it's continuing to go back to that um, lower frequency, like I'm going to make this decision because I'm afraid that if people don't see me this way, then I'm going to be rejected or not approved of and feel like I don't have my place in this world. So you have to discern if what you're doing is coming from the place of a higher frequency or a lower frequency in most cases the lower frequency is the general pathway to follow because it's something that you've been living in it's something familiar so the pushback is really inevitable and that's i'm coming back to that same kind of like discernment or statement like your if let me say it this way if you deny your ego it will push back against you harder. So the more you reject something that has been a part of you, the more it fights back for its own survival. So the more you reject something that is familiar to you, the more it fights back for its own survival. And an example of this comes from body awareness. Your body may get really tired, feel sick or anxious. Um, This can also manifest in the body as like a tight knot. I've been feeling this as I'm Um, moving through something really hard and challenging, restricting what is new to alchemy. So I speak of this this, uh, tight knot in my throat. As I spoke and lived in my truth, my throat was sending me a signal to try to resist. And as almost to say, shut up, like stop speaking. It's hurting you. And, but by my awareness of this, for it to be seen and for it to be recognized is what then will bring in that gentle, like warmth and welcoming. As if to say these words like, thank you. I love you over and over until it begins to soften. I'm so sorry. The whole open, 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 prayer. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for resisting you for so long. I'm so sorry for putting you down and not considering what you had to say. I'm sorry. Please forgive me for thinking that what you had to say was useless and not meaningful. Because you you care so deeply. And I know that about you. Thank you for being, uh, for continuing to be courageous and stand up for what you believe in. Thank you for being a voice even when you have been knocked down so much. I love you because of the strength. I love you because of the stubbornness. I love you because you are not willing to back down for something that you truly believe in. And so that really resonates with something that can can feel really big. Like when you're going against something that has been a part of you for so long, a change, uh, a new direction, a new change can mean something that has like a big charge. And so this brings me to a next question that I wanted to reflect on, which is, you know, is course correcting meant to be big or small? And my answer is this depends on your perspective because the choice is big in itself, but the acts that follow can feel small. You know, the the small, sturdy, like baby steps to, to condition yourself in a new way, a new thought pattern, a new belief, rewiring your neural pathways may feel small. Those moments, those pauses that I talked about last week in episode 36, the power of the pause for you to just be, you know, in that present moment between things in transition before you make that phone call, when you leave your house, before you go into your kid's room, these are all moments that are eight, a- they're enabling you to course correct and change your perspective and change the way you're thinking and perceiving things. And it feels small, and yet they all compound to be something really big. But one thing to note that if they do feel subtle, and I think when it's when you have that mental pushback and it's not wrestling any feathers inside, there is consideration that you may be trying to control more than you think your desire to feel a different way and your tactical planned approach to get there can actually be resistance to the change by you just simply wanting to control too many things, the tasks, um, the outcome, the achievement of it, the other possibilities that you've completely shifted and transformed into it, into the new, right? Both are really possible, and it's your your job as the creator to stay in the awareness of what is happening. Mm, I'm gonna go into this next question because I wrote it down and I think it's it's important. So, what comes from course correction that cannot be ignored is the fear that rises when you begin to do something different. So that is that that feeling that it's becoming big, it's rustling the feathers. It's you know you're getting you feel tired or sick or just maybe more triggered than normal because there's something new that's coming into your view to change the way you see yourself in this world and how you act and conduct yourself and behave and respond rather than react. Be aware of those acts of of control that the mind wants to perform in order to keep you in the most familiar place. And there's a story that keeps repeating itself. It's a story that if I do this differently and I live freely, I will be punished. I will be rejected or outcasted from society. And it feels bigger than the fear of death itself. Even though death is an unknown place, it's not hard work to get there. It just happens whenever it does. But the punishment is known to you on some level, whether big or small, because you know it, the mind restricts it because it feels big and painful and scary. So now the question is, how do you know that you're going in the right direction? And I said this earlier, but I'll summarize it in this way, along with the pushback and noticing that of the energy of your intention to course correct. You will feel yourself, you will find yourself feeling free free to speak free free to choose free to be free to be without free to be you without any binds or constraints this new direction is an offering that is gifted with high energy high motivation and grit i refer to this movement as being tapped into your unbreakable spirit and of course we want to know what is required of us to move in this direction right in preparation to course correct what it, what it was required And it comes from your courage, choice that comes from your courage. And I'll reference a program that I led two years ago ago called Ditch the Diet, which was for the woman who had a pattern of blaming herself and feeling guilty and disappointed and not doing better despite knowing better and never feeling like she's reaching her goal or moving too slowly. And this often resulted in that bounce back, reverting into old ways and old patterns, This particular move was rooted in fear and disbelief and held tremendous weight. In addition to the manifestation of her own physical weight, it was carrying the burden of doubt and defeat. The repositioning that I guided this woman through was a deep admiration, genuine, deep acceptance, and of course, self-forgiveness. This process would bring her back to her trust, to self-trust and faith that she was on the right path and she just needed to stick with it. And so physical proof is often delayed. And I see, I've seen this for myself and I see this in the manifestation world that we get really tripped up in. And it's because our mind is programmed, especially now to, to, you know, to, to have that immediate result of transformation. And it can often feel taxing when you're, you're, you're waiting on it. Like you're ready for it. You're like, everything has been changed on the inside, but there's nothing happening on the outside yet. Ah, and this is when you want, this is when you really want to stick with the course. And I refer to that as being like your foot on the gas, because your mind will want to like, press the brake and pause, give yourself a break because it feels like it's requirement or the the expectation to get a certain result is now creating this pressure inside of you like a pressure valve. And your mind wants to, to help you combat that by surviving, using survival techniques and survival technique. Number one is to say, whoa, slow down, no rush, put the brake on. But this is when you need to put your foot back on the gas. And I'm not referring to working longer or harder hours or being more strenuous to end up in depletion. I'm referring to the commitment to the process and whatever shape or form that is for you all while staying aware of the the signals that come through, especially inside of your body. And this is why this episode came after the power of the pause, because if I were to just say, just keep going as a way to motivate you, I may be instructing you to continue along a path or direction that isn't serving you. And that's why that blanket statement is not something I venture into. And although other coaches may feel as productive and constructive and, um, you know, helping you stay accountable, you need to know who is constructing this, where it's coming from, if you actually align with it. So if your course stirs up bitterness, jealousy, anger, resentment, uh, any, any form of lack, it may be time to change your course. And to this degree that changing course is about changing choice because you may still be following the same direction, but you've actually begun traveling a new higher path. You can still be continuing down with the same um, goals and pursuits, but coming from a place of trustworthiness, love and empowerment versus fear and lack. And I say this with so much belief from my heart and soul, because for almost 14 years, I was changing direction, constantly running away from my problems and establishing myself in a new place with a new home and often even in a whole new state. The problem or pattern that I wasn't aware of for most of that time was that my course correction was being led by the same choice, the same choice of being afraid and most deeply afraid of facing myself and my insecurities and those trauma bonds. And And so I continue to create from the fearful place, every new place that I went, most often being consumed by the question, why is this always happening to me? Now let's go into the teaching aspect and the coaching aspect, self-coaching yourself through this. And so I want you to first begin by asking, what is your attachment to that, them being the fear? So what is your... um, Continue with this question. Why did the fear stick around? What investment do I have in them or from them? And if you think of the fear that has been controlling you and your choices, begin by putting them in a box or some type of container. And this is a technique I use with tapping with my clients, and it moves energy fast. Notice what the container looks like. Is it secure? Is the top open? Is there something just placed on the top? Is it? Does it seem concealed or is it highly visible? Is it clear? Is it dark? Continue to see this container for what it is. And also notice if you feel safe when the fears are put inside this container. And then ask why. And if not, then invite yourself to change the container until you do. Again, establishing safety within yourself. Allow whatever needs to come up to be heard and to be felt. If you're using tapping or you're journaling, say it all. The whole point is to meet yourself exactly where you are without a fight. Notice if there's tightness that feels restricting, ask yourself, what are you resisting? Try to be specific, but you know, if it's not there, don't keep pressing, just keep moving along. And then see if the container or box comes to, what does it look like? Has it changed its shape or size or color? And how does it feel to look at it now? You may, be, you may continue this process until you feel lighter, more at ease with the fears that you placed in the box, maybe even noticing that they don't need one at all anymore. They almost take this like light formless shape because you've come to a point where now you are they're welcome to be there. You're not handcuffing yourself to them. You're not locking them inside a cage. You may grant them the presence to coexist with you until you are lifted above them and your view of them becomes smaller and smaller and more distant. Now, I know you're probably really curious about what the results are when you change direction. course, correct. Making a different choice. And I'm really not able to speak on those levels of practicality because I know you really want to see the roadmap. I know you really want to get directions. I know you want to know the destination and you really want the secret recipe to making the most glorious fucking cake. I get it. I've I've been there so many times, but you must see yourself as the recipe, the ingredients and the cake, my love. You have it already. It is all in you. It's ready to be worked on, to be created and crafted and tasted and tested And what I know with certainty is that creating from a differential place of where you've been before will always bring forth more truth. Your true self is your higher self. And when you begin operating from this place, from this knowing you are creating from truth and love and love is what you will be giving and love is what you will be receiving. And more love in your life means better relationships. It means better communication. It means more joy and less worries and more gratitude and less grudge and more happiness and less frustration. Receiving all the love, giving yourself all that love is all you have ever ever wanted. And all you have ever wanted will bring, will be brought into your existence. And the not so secret side of this is that it's always been in you. You are now deciding to let go of what has been in the way of experiencing more of it. And so that is a great stopping point because it brings us to next week's episode, which is um, my discussion around making peace with your past and you being able to welcome in new standards and new boundaries and new ways of doing things. And what that requires is disposing of the old. It's like clearing out your closet. You will feel the lightness. You will feel the space. You will feel the appreciation all at once. And you will be sharing this like activation of flow for everything that comes and goes. And for the movement to happen more smoothly and simply for you. And for that to feel easy where you're not resisting or restricting as much. You're allowing And there's so much peace when you just simply allow while holding yourself to those standards and integrity and the, and your word, your truth, right? This is not about unraveling your integrity or dropping your standards. I think there might be confusion and that might be a part of the fear that you're facing right now. And so you can start to uh, undo that little bow and start to see it and Ask of it what it is requiring of you or what it needs from you or how it can be supported by you. And we'll get into more of that next week. But with so much love and gratitude for the changes and the choices that you're making in your life. Until next time. Bye for now.